Blog Talk Radio. The headlights are a cut in the fog on a midnight highway. And 18 wheels are a driving through the dawn. There's a Blue Ridge Mountain sunrise filling the mirrors And the ashtray's full, the coffee's almost gone And the trucker's heading west to Colorado Passing the miles with his friends on the CB And tonight the truck stops somewhere out in nowhere And tomorrow's the wind and the open road And I believe he's gonna drive that rig to glory And I believe I feel the freedom in his story Riding that diesel wine Chasing that long white line Dropping that load on time And he's going home Hi everybody and welcome to the Interactive Internet I'm your host Pete Carr Welcoming you to our Sunday afternoon, Sunday evening uh, show here on Blog Talk Radio And uh, I've got my phone on speaker right now Um our roommate here is uh, is listening to it for the first time. I didn't know that she'd never heard it before. Anyway, um, if it sounds a little scratchy or something, let's don't worry about it. Anyway, um, we're going to talk today about the uh, flooding in South Carolina, or Hurricane Joaquin, and uh, we'll also mention the uh, Oregon shooter. We have those two topics up for discussion. Anyway... Um, I see Lou is here. Hi, Lou. Hey. <clears throat> Hi, Pete. Okay, Lou is here, and uh, folks, my uh, son Brian is here also. Hey, Brian. What's up, Pop? Um, well, you're going to tell us. Now, folks, Brian, uh, Brian is down in South Carolina. He is... Uh, just about at the junction of I-26 and I-95 down there between Columbia and Charleston, South Carolina. So, uh, you know, um, South Carolina's been in the news and all over the weather channels for the flooding, and uh, apparently Brian is right in the middle of it. Uh, So we're going to start the show with a live, on-the-scene eyewitness news report from Brian. Um, Brian, you came down I-26 uh, from the mountains. You came down through Columbia, uh, down to where you are now, right? Yep. Okay. Give us kind of a description of what you saw as you came down out of the mountains um, and, and went through Columbia to where you're at. Give us a description of what you've seen so far. Um. Besides the rain, that's that's about it. Um, Columbia, I know Route uh, 126 was shut down at uh, at a bridge. I can't remember the name of the bridge exactly. Um, 
there were uh were twenty six and uh route one twenty six split off. Uh, they had um, that exit ramp shut down, so everybody had to stay on I-26. Um, as soon as you get on I-26, you go across the Saluda River, and that was completely flooded. There was one road right next to, um, to I-26, and the water was probably 15, 20 feet away from uh, actually going over that road. Other than that, that's basically all I've seen. It's just nothing but rain. That was the only river that I saw flooded. I haven't seen anything else flooded so far. Okay. Um, just before we messaged here earlier today, I was watching uh, the news conference with Governor Haley of South Carolina, and uh, she had said, that they were talking about closing all of the interstates around Columbia. Um, not only now, 126 goes off into downtown Columbia, and and I'm I'm familiar with that road right there. Um, I think that's the Broad River um, in that area. I don't think that's a Saluda. I think that's the Broad River in that area. I do know the Broad River crosses I-20. And I think the Saluda does too. Um, I, I know the area real well because when I was with the nursery in Florida, uh, I used to deliver Columbia every week. I had customers all through the Columbia area. Uh, Columbia all the way down uh, basically to where you're at right now. Um, you're down at the, the pilot truck stop on the north side of I-26, right? Yeah. Okay. Okay, yeah, I'm I'm real familiar with Columbia area. I saw yeah, see, one I, picture. I wasn't, I wasn't sure. No, I wasn't sure what river it was. So I, I tapped on my GPS uh, right there on the river, and it, it was the uh, Saluda. But okay, okay, yeah. There's a couple of rivers that come down into uh, into Columbia, and then they they kind of uh, follow I-26 uh, southeast down to Charleston. And, mm-hmm. and the closer the closer you get to Charleston, the worse the flooding is. Um, I know you said you were going to deliver down to Johns Island uh, tomorrow, and I know they've gotten over two feet of rain down there around Johns Island. So yeah, you know that route that route seventeen that runs up that way, um, I twenty six and everything. Uh, I would think that you probably need to stay where you're at right now today um, and call the company in the morning and see if you can get in or not. You yeah, may not. Uh, you may one, not. Of, one of my friends, one of my friends, Janine, she was like, well, you know, you might want to check the uh, the South Carolina DOT website and find out if you can even get there. So, I mean, that's what I did. And, and it said the I-26, both directions, was closed uh, due to flooding, starting at uh, mile marker 220, I believe. So I'm going to be jumping off the interstate. I think at uh, what exit is that? That is exit um, 212. So that's only eight miles away from from where that's closed. Um, Route 17 is also uh, Savannah Highway. That is closed both directions by um, Ponderosa Drive, and that is. North of uh, where I'm, I'm going, 
because I'm going to be going. Uh, I'm going to be going east or uh, south, southeast, kind of on um, on 17. So the opposite direction is where it's closed. Other than that, I didn't see any other. Because uh, I mean, I'm going to be taking 520 or yeah, 526. Didn't say anything about 526. So I should be able to stay clear of that. Okay. Well, like I said, um, and. And, you know, the roads may not be closed where your customer is, but, you know, if they have a dock where you back down into the dock and the dock is sunken below ground level, it could very well be that the docks are full. Oh, I didn't even think they have a dock because this place used to be an old bingo place. An old what? An old bingo place. Oh. So you don't even know if they have a dock or not, huh? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I have no idea. I went on Google Earth and, you know, I said a bingo place and there was a couple of boats out there, but I'm just kind of wondering how they're going to unload this stuff. Yeah, what do you got? Brand new brewing equipment. Oh. That's uh, I, I, screwed down to the floor and strapped down. I, I'm serious, Brian. I think I would call them at that. 7 or 8 o'clock in the morning and, and tell them where you're at and say, look, you know, you tell me if I should come in or not. That's what I actually planned on doing. I, I, I doubt they're open today, so I figured I'd just call them uh, tomorrow and, and find out if I can even get there. Right, right. Uh, because there's a lot of, you know, like county roads and city streets and everything that may not be listed on the on the DOT website that are still closed anyway. <laughs> And uh, and they've got, you know, like county sheriffs and city police and all that um, manning barricades. I've seen a bunch of pictures on the Weather Channel of a lot of city streets that are closed around Charleston and Columbia. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, here at the pilot, I went inside uh, so I can get something to eat. And um, they have a McDonald's, but it's, it's closed. So I just got the two hot dogs and... This one woman was uh, was trying to figure out how to get to, um, I think she was going to uh, Columbia or somewhere over on 95. Anyway, she was, the woman that uh, works here at the pilot, she was saying 95 in both directions is completely closed. Uh, 26 is still open except down there in Charleston. Columbia, I-77 is closed. Um, most of the interstates in Columbia are closed. The only one that's or only ones that are really open is 26 and 20. The rest yeah. of them are, are basically closed. But uh, they're saying that the uh, the governor is saying, you know, everybody just stay stay where you're at. Um, you know, unless it's an emergency, you know, just try not to go anywhere. Yeah, and I also noticed that uh, Sumter County, which I believe is just east of Columbia, uh, they said that there was a uh, curfew from 7 p.m. to 7 a.m. in Sumter County. Mm-hmm. I think Sumter County, I know um, Richland County is Columbia uh, because I used to deliver to a nursery called Lower Richland Nursery, and they were down at the uh, farmer's market in Columbia. Uh, Richland County is Columbia and then towards the east, and I think Sumter County runs along I-20 down to I-26, east of Columbia. 
So there's a there's definitely a curfew for Sumter County, 7 p.m. to 7 a.m. Um, that's why I'm thinking your best bet is to call, stay where you're at and call call your customer in the morning and see what uh, what gives. And it could yeah. also be Brian. It could also be Brian that you might be able to get there, but they may not be able to get in there. <laughs> that is true. You know, they they may live out in the country someplace where they can't get out to go to work. Um, and what's happening, folks, is that we have two different weather systems affecting South Carolina right now. There is the Hurricane Joaquin, which is way off the coast now, and it's moving to the to the northeast. Um, it's gone right past Bermuda right now. It's it flows counterclockwise, and it's pushing moisture to the west uh, at the top side of the hurricane. It's pushing moisture back into South Carolina. And then at the same time, there's a high pressure up in New England that runs clockwise, and it's pushing on the lower side of the high pressure. It's pushing water back into South Carolina, and that's why they're getting you know, 20, 30 inches of rain there because these two systems have met up right off the coast of South and North Carolina, and that's why you see that. They're calling it an atmospheric river of water. And I know right above Charleston at Boone Boone Hall Plantation, um, they said they got 24 inches of rain in 24 hours. And not only that, now, when you were coming down, you came down I-26 out of uh, North Carolina, right? Yeah, because right. I, uh, I was on I-40 and I jumped on 26. Okay, there, there by Asheville, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Okay, when you were going, when you when you were by Asheville and going east on 26, when did you hit the rain? Was it raining um, way up there? Not really. The uh, the roads were kind of wet. It was it was more of a mist than an actual rain. But I mean, it was it was very very light. And then uh, that I mean, it didn't last that long. I wasn't in it that long. But it was more of a, a very light rain, kind of like a mist instead of uh, an actual rain. Yeah. Okay, and then you went down through um, you went down through Spartanburg, Greenville area, and and that took you on through to Columbia. Mm-hmm. Um, all of that area up there to Spartanburg and Greenville has been getting rain the past couple of days, and all of the rivers up around Spartanburg, Columbia, or Spartanburg and Greenville, they all run to the ocean, and they all run right through Columbia. So you have um, you have a lot of rain happening west of Columbia that has to go someplace, and it's going right through Columbia. That's why even when the rain stops for the next couple of days, they're talking about until Tuesday or Wednesday, there's going to be more flooding between Columbia and Charleston because all of that runoff is going to be coming down. So this is not, you know, even even if it stopped raining where you are, it's still going to be a couple of days for all those floodwaters to work their way down to the ocean. 
you know, this isn't a day event. This is like a week-long event. Now, I do know um, where I live, over by, uh, by Martinsville, Virginia, some of the roads that I've, I actually take to get home, um, I've been seeing pictures on Facebook of those those roads being flooded. Yeah, uh, and what's happening is as the hurricane moves off, the rain band that's been over Charleston and Columbia for the past couple of days, that rain band is slowly moving north. It's moving up through North Carolina into Virginia and all that. Um, there's been a lot of rain where you live, and now you're going to have even more rain on top of that. Yeah, according to uh, Mom and Elizabeth, it's been raining there for the past week, over a week, really. Yeah. Like, yeah. every every, every day it's it's been raining. Yeah, I've, I've been seeing pictures of uh, the flooding over where I live, and... So, I mean, like I said, some of those roads are, are even the roads that I take to uh, to go home. Yeah. I just saw a picture this afternoon on Twitter. Um, it was downtown Alexandria, Virginia, and it was flooded. So so it's starting to flood, and you guys have had some flooding up there um, the past week. This is only going to make it worse. Now, when you yep. when you deliver when you deliver at that new brewery, what are you going to do? Were you going to go home for a couple of days? Uh, yeah, I asked uh, I asked my dispatcher Jerry if I can uh, if I can go home for for a couple of days. Um, he's going to try and find something getting me closer to the house uh, instead of just you know going straight from from Charleston up to the house because it's couple hours drive. He wants to uh, try and find something closer. So, yeah, that's that's my plan to try and go home after this. Yeah, well, I would say with all of the flooding and everything, now Charleston is a big port city. They have a lot of a lot of freight moving in and out, but right now I would say that that whole area of South Carolina is going to be closed to freight movement. Um, you may have to deadhead out of the area just to go find something. It is possible, yeah. Yep. I, I yeah, sent, I know. Uh, I sent the boss. I, I sent the boss Andy a uh, text when I got here to pilot saying um, normally this delivery to Johns Island wouldn't be a problem, but there seems to be a hurricane off the coast, and just about every road in Charleston or around Charleston is closed. Yeah. And I got to thinking, I'm like, yeah, these, these people ordered the, uh, you know, ordered this stuff at a good time. Yeah, I have it delivered at a good time. Well, I'll tell you what, man, and and you know, over the years I've hauled you know multi million dollar automobiles and everything else, and I have never, I have never hauled anything in my life that's worth my life. Mm-hmm. The main if, thing if I you... was worried about was was the wind. Um, as soon as I came down the uh, the mountain, right there. Uh, I forty from from Tennessee to North Carolina. You got the uh, the hills and all those curves and all that. Once I finally got down there is when I really started hitting the wind. And I I checked it, I checked the uh, the weather. The wind was uh, ten to fifteen mile an hour, with uh, wind gusts up to forty miles an hour. And this load is only ten thousand pounds. Oh yeah, yeah. 
So the main thing I was worried about was the wind, and I was trying to figure out which way the wind was blowing. And then I finally realized that I had a tailwind, and then it would, you know, every time I, I went around the curve, it would turn into uh, kind of a not a full out tailwind, but you know, kind of at the uh, the corner. Not really a side wind, not really a tailwind. Kind of a mixture of both. Yeah. Yeah, a quartering wind. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah that can throw you too sometimes. Mhm. Okay, well anyway, um you know, keep in touch with me on the text messaging and all that anything happens, uh you know, be sure and text me on that after the show or whatever. Um I've got to I've got to go over east of Ocala tomorrow morning and I'm picking up uh, a load going to uh going to Denver. So I'm going away from all of this. I'm not I'm not heading up the east coast. I'm going you know, I'm picking up a load and going back to Denver. Um, I did get some more stuff done on my truck, folks. If you uh, and I, I haven't posted pictures on my Blog Talk Radio page, but I need to do that. Um, I have been uh, slowly but surely uh, fixing up my truck, making it look nice and everything, putting on custom mud flaps, custom uh, quarter fenders. Um, I just had the uh, the wheels polished um, Friday. I had the wheels polished and I had the chrome uh, full cover hubcaps put on the drive axles. Um, did I send you a picture of that, Brian? Uh, yeah, you sent me a picture with, uh, with the uh, the quarter fenders on there. Okay, but I didn't send it to you. I didn't send you a picture with the hubcaps. No, no. I'm actually thinking about getting those myself. The uh, the full hubcap covers. Oh yeah, yeah. I'll tell you what. Um, you know, I've got real nice aluminum polished wheels, and then you have this nasty looking hubcap right in the middle. You know, the hub for your drive axle. Those chrome mm-hmm. hub covers make make a world of difference. Yeah, I actually make about getting make this whole I'll, I'll send you a picture after the show. Actually, the uh, the other day, I got this truck washed. Um, I can't remember where it was at. There's a TA on the north side. There's a big Petra on the uh, the south side. I can't remember where it was. Anyways, I got this truck washed. The uh, the bumper and the mirrors were just so completely covered in bugs that you couldn't even see it. They had to scrub the back of my tractor because there was a, a dirt film on it that was stuck on there. This sucker, it cleaned up nice. It looked a lot better. Are you are you talking about Oak Grove, uh, Missouri? There yes. East of, uh, Oak, east Oak of Grove. Kansas City. Yeah, okay. Yep, there's uh, there's a blue beacon right next to the uh, the TA, and I called them to find out how much a truck wash would be. They said uh, forty one fifty, which isn't bad. Yeah, um, some of the t- some of the blue beacon truck stops are also offering um, the wheel shine. They're putting a wheel shine yeah. on your wheels that makes. I've done that a couple of times now. Yeah, that looks good too. Yeah. Okay, well, anyway, yeah, I'll, I'll, send you, I'll have to send you a picture of my truck. Yeah, do that. I'll send you a picture of mine. And uh, like I said, keep in touch via text message or phone or whatever. Um, let me know what's going on. Uh, you know, you'll probably know more in the morning about delivering, whether you can get delivered or not. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, anything else to add on to this now, Brian? Uh, the rain kind of died down. It's going to do that. That's 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 <laughs> the thing about that's the thing about tropical storms and hurricanes is it can pour down rain for like three hours and then all of a sudden it'll stop and then it'll come back in again. You know. Yeah, I, hurricane, I had a nice I had a nice rain shower and then the sun came out and then rain again. Yeah, yeah. That's typical for tropical storms and hurricanes. Yep, that's real typical. Okay, well, anyway, um, you know, good luck tomorrow morning with uh, getting delivered. If they say uh, you're going to have to wait until the water goes down, then just call your boss and let them know what's going on. Yeah, I'm sure my boss will be happy about that one, but he'll understand. Well, you also got to remember there's thousands of trucks trying to get in and out of Charleston every day. Yeah, you're not going to see his driver's seat. Yeah, well, nobody else does too, but there's nothing you can do when you've got six feet of water across the road. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And i got like, like three I and said, a half, four feet before the water hits uh, the bottom of my door. I should be able to cross that. Yeah, yeah, well. <laughs> all right, anyway, you know, watch what you're doing, and uh, you'll be all right. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, let's see. Lou, uh, do you have anything to add about hurricanes and driving in general and bad weather and all that because you've lived in Florida for years and you've experienced it before. Well, I was smart enough last time to stay home <laughs> until the roads cleared up enough, you know, that I could get out. But uh, it's like living in, in Houston. I mean, almost every August, Houston goes underwater with rain, not necessarily hurricanes coming up the, the uh ship channel, but just rain in general. And do not think you can get across that water. Don't even try it because you will lose. And I don't think anybody's life is worth whatever might be on the other side. Yeah, that's right. Well, Um, Brian was down here, um, I guess, what was it, 2003 or 2004 when we had the... uh, the three hurricanes in a row. Yeah, it was four. I thought it was four hurricanes. Four hurricanes, 2004. Yeah, and, and, you know, Brian said he never saw a hurricane before and he wanted to see a hurricane. And I said, no, you don't. The first one came wind, through. Wind and rain. The, the first one came through, he was excited. The second one came through, it was kind of like old news. And the third one, when it started dropping trees around the house, that's when he got scared. <laughs> I don't remember finally, getting scared. Yeah, I, I remember the pine tree, tree that uh, that fell down. Yeah, the pine tree fell down right between the two houses. Oh, wow. And you, after all that happened, you said that, that Dad was right. I didn't want to see a hurricane. <laughs> it's just nothing but wind and rain. Now, there was uh, a couple years ago, I was going down I-75 into Florida. I had no idea that there was a tropical storm coming through, and I was going right into it. Yeah. And then uh, right there, I, there's, uh, I was driving at night, Lake City. Um, the right lane was, was getting flooded. The left lane was getting flooded. Part of the middle lane was getting flooded. I uh, went past um, 
one exit and the road was completely flooded. They had uh, cops blocking off the exits. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I had no idea that there was a tropical storm coming through there, and I was going right into it. I didn't think anything well, of it. I'll tell you, man, if you live anywhere east of the Mississippi, you know, during hurricane season, you've got to keep up on the hurricane tracks. And especially with, with us running Florida all the time and living down here and everything, um, you know, um, like I, I've got a really nice weather app on my iPhone and uh, I get all sorts of weather warnings and stuff like that. I keep track of the weather every day. And Lou could t- attest to that. <laughs> yep. He lets me know what's going on. You know, when when I was driving for the nursery in Florida, I had a day cab. I didn't have a sleeper truck. So I would go out to a motel uh, wherever I was going to deliver, Columbia or out the Panhandle, Florida, or whatever, and I'd get a motel. And, of course, you know, when you get checked in, the first thing you do is go and turn on the television. Well, every time I, I stopped in a motel, no matter what room I got, when I turned on the TV, it was the Weather Channel. So I declared the Weather Channel the official Florida State TV channel. <laughs> <laughs> it's about right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the three hurricanes that came through, the uh, the Weather Channel logo was burned onto the TV. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I used to stay out in Crestview, and the uh, the motel that I stayed at in Crestview, I always stayed at the same motel right off the interstate, um, right down the hill from, uh, right down the hill was the big Walmart, and then you had the interstate. The motel that I stayed at later on, sometime later on, got hit with a hurricane and ripped the whole top of the uh, of the motel off. It was oh, a yeah, I remember motel. that. Uh, I was I was on the uh, the truck with you, and you showed me the uh, the hotel. Yes. Yeah, it, it started out as a two story and then wound up as a one story. <laughs> but I. I'll tell you what, if if I ever, you know, if I sit and watch TV, the first channel I always check out is the Weather Channel. No matter where I'm at or what I'm doing, I always check the Weather Channel because, you know, being an over-the-road driver, you've got to know what's up ha- up ahead of you so that you can plan your, your trip. And, uh, you know, I don't want to get so close into an area that I get stranded and have to be rescued. I will stop before I get into a bad area like where you're at, Brian. Um, mm-hmm. I don't even know if I w- I don't even know if I would have gone past Columbia. I don't know if I would have gotten into Columbia. I probably would have stopped when you come into South Carolina up there by Spartanburg and Greenville. There's a couple little truck stops. I'd have probably stopped up there. Before you ever get into Spartanburg, Greenville, yeah, Way up there on 26. Just as you come into South Carolina on 26, there's a little truck stop on the left that I used to stop in at, and I probably would have stopped th- there rather than go down, you know, past Spartanburg. I would have checked out the weather and, and probably have stopped way back up there because I don't want to get into an area where they're having rescues and 
and all that. That puts my life in jeopardy. Yeah, anyway, now I did stop off at a uh, I did stop off at a Loves, and the uh, the water rescue team was uh, getting fuel for their trucks there, and then they they ended up you know keep going down the road towards uh, yeah. Charleston. And and that's another thing. Let's remember: not only are we driving the trucks, but we're dependent upon other trucks. We're dependent on the fuel tankers on the uh, food delivery trucks to the truck stops. We're dependent on all that. And if they can't get in, we can't buy fuel. Mm-hmm. You know, that's one thing that I've always done before I get into a bad weather area is I will top up my fuel tanks and pick up a little bit of groceries. I See, I was hoping that. I could hit a TA. I was hoping I could hit a TA before I get here because the only place we can really get fuel is TA. The only time we can get fuel somewhere else is... So we uh, so we can get just enough fuel to get us to a TA. But I mean, right now I'm not idling my truck because you know it's comfortable out, a little humid and muggy in my truck. But you know I'm still not idling. Yeah, yeah. Well, I come back into my computer and apparently my Firefox crashed. So I'm going to have to restart everything. I think we've got about uh, 15 minutes left, something like that. Ten or fifteen minutes, maybe enough to get my get my my Firefox back started up again. Uh, we still got like I was away. From, yeah, I was away from the computer. I was sitting out uh, on the porch. <coughs> anyway, um, you know this is a this is a big story, folks, and we took a lot of time on that. Um, I did want to talk about the. Uh, shooting up in Oregon, but we're not really going to have a whole lot of time for that today. Um, there is just a a whole ton of information on the Internet about the shooting. Uh, apparently, this kid went into a community college and uh, killed nine people, uh, wounded nine others, and, uh, you know, the coward that they are, uh, he took his own life, so we, we have a lot of speculation going on as to motives and all that. Um, let's, uh, oh, well, I'm starting my page up on, uh, let's see, where are we at here? It's actually started the Firefox back on uh, on my studio. There it is. Okay, my studio is back up. Okay. Um, anyway, there's a lot of information out on the Internet about it. Um, it's in the news and all that. So maybe we'll have that for next week. But there's there's some questions about this shooting that, that have been brought up that I want to answer. Um, of course, you know, and this, this has been a pattern with the last couple of, uh, oh, maybe that's the problem. There's a cat on my computer. Um, this could be, you know, this, this is a pattern, it seems, with a lot of these shootings, is that we have a mass shooting, and the first thing that happens is everybody talks about um, doing away with guns, banning guns. You know, they don't talk about the individual that committed the crime. They talk about the weapons used and and getting rid of guns and all that sort of thing. And I'm so sick and tired of, of, of people blaming the inanimate object. You know, 
in in Colorado, we just had uh, the James Holmes trial and sentencing and all that. Um, Holmes was the Aurora theater shooter. We prosecuted and convicted the shooter. The guns did not stand trial. Nobody talked about the guns except as as part of the evidence. Um, But the guns are inanimate objects, folks. It's the people that are using them. You cannot. It is is silly to think that you can ban guns and you're going to stop killing. You're going to stop people from killing each other. Um, The urge to kill is part of the human condition. And, you know, I put the other day, I put out on Twitter the other day, just a real simple little thing. I said, do you want to stop the killing, help stop the killing? Then stop raising killers. Be parents. You know, the kid in the Oregon shooting was 26 years old. So for the first 18 years, he was under the the supervision and care of his parents. He only had eight years of being an adult. He had 18 years of being under the supervision of of a parent or parents. Um, What happened to that? Why didn't they raise that kid right? You know, people don't want to take responsibility for their kids because the parents nowadays are not parents. They're just warehousemen. You know, we heard... Uh, and and Lou brought it up uh, the other day. Latchkey kids. There are such a thing as latchkey kids. We've heard that phrase before. We've heard that description before. These are kids that come home to an empty house because mom and dad are out working. They are totally unsupervised. So what do they do? They sit there and play, you know, gruesome video games all afternoon because they have no supervision. They're not learning anything. They're not learning how to be decent adults. Um, this can get into a whole lot of different things, but we want to talk about that. And I'll tell you what, folks. We'll go ahead and have some uh, have next Sunday's show uh, more on the Oregon shooting, the um, you know the, the the parenting and how parenting has failed in this country. Anyway, um, well, Brian, you had quite a bit of the show, so let's give Lou a couple of minutes here. Lou, what what would you like to uh, pass on to everybody else? Uh, How your week has gone, tell us about hurricanes, tell us about guns. Uh, It's kind of an open floor for you right now. As you know, I don't talk about guns. The idiots that want to get rid of them don't know what they're even thinking about because they're not thinking. They're idiots. Um, Hurricanes, they can be very deadly if you don't pay attention to what is going on and what you need to be doing. As soon as hurricane season starts, I make sure I have an extra canister for the grill We make sure there's water, and we make sure there's canned goods, things that are easy to fix on the grill that you don't have to worry about, or like canned meats that you can eat right out of a can, like tuna and so forth. 
because you don't know how long you might be without electricity or anything else. And living out where I do, it's easy for the electricity to go out. And when the electricity goes out, let me tell you, everything goes out. You have no water, you have nothing. Because out here we have septic tanks. We don't have city. Pay attention to where you are. When you're in the oaks like we have around here, oaks have upper root system. They don't have a tap root. So you get enough water coming down, and that ground gets pretty soggy. That oak is going to fall over because the dirt's all gone. That's happened right here in the driveway. It happened out on um, the main road coming up towards where I live. Going down the road, and down this huge, huge oak came and wiped out a car. Luckily, the people in the car didn't, didn't get hurt. But the car was totaled once they finally got the yoke off of it. So pay attention. Don't go into the high water. You may think it's not very high because you have forgotten that there was quite a dip there. You get down in there, that water is running fast. It's going to wipe. It's going to wash you right on away. I've seen all of those happen. I've seen it happen in L.A. when they had the big... Uh, flooding rains. In Houston, all the years that I lived there, like I said, every August, Houston went underwater. Whether it still does or not, I don't know. But that's their rainy period, and the freeway systems, everything goes completely underwater. And you can't drive in it, because when your exhaust pipe gets underwater, it kills your car. Found that out the hard way. Yeah. Um, also, Lou, I want to mention real quick. I want to put this in real quick. Um, yeah. In a, in a flooded road situation, a foot of water will float your car. Yeah. People think, well, it's not that deep. I can make it through. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Think about it this way. When you get that, that light film of water on the roadway and it's coming down real, real steady and you start hydroplaning, you're not even underwater and you're being moved away. Pay attention. Watch what's going on. Make sure you have enough staples that aren't going to go bad so that you can at least survive until... Everything comes back together and the water goes down and you can start moving around again. Yeah. Um, That's pretty much it. One of, one of the things that uh, that we used to do, um, you know, like when I was ranching in eastern Colorado, we were living out there or whatever, um, we'd go and get, you know, a plastic gallon jug of milk. When When the milk was gone, I used to wash out the plastic jug and I'd fill it with a gallon of water and I had a shelf in the basement um, where I would store gallon upon a gallon of water. Mm-hmm. Um, our big deal in eastern Colorado was not floods, it was blizzard. So, same thing would happen. We would lose electricity. Um, we would lose our ability to get out of the out of the house and corral area. Sometimes I couldn't even get the 
get to the corral. I'd have to dig a, dig a, uh, a path through the snow to get out to the corral and, and uh, you know, make sure my horses had feed and all that. Um, we had uh, National Guard helicopters that came out and dropped hay bales out in the pastures for uh, for the cattle. And we could we could hardly move out outside of the house. Um, but yeah, we used to um, we used to stockpile everything. And another thing that we used to stockpile, one of the guys was into Louis L'Amour Western novels. We had shelves of books because sometimes when there's nothing else to do, you sit down and you read a book. That's right. Yeah. I read, that was the only time I've ever read Western novels. When I got <laughs> snowbound and didn't have anything else to read. But I would, you know, we had, um, we had Moving the War and then I would, I bought a bunch of Star Trek novels and I'd, I'd put them in there. Out in, uh, out in our ranch house, in our, in our mine house, way out. Um, so at least I had something that I liked to read. And and people don't think about that. But you've got to have, you know, games and things to keep your mind occupied. You don't want to just sit there for hours and hours with no electricity. You've got to do something to keep your mind active. But anyway, that's what we used to do is we used to take the old milk jugs and fill them up with water and save them up. Anyway, anything else, Luke? Well, there's lots of things you can do with water. You can take those big five-gallon jugs, and if you've got, um, you know, your shower, if you've got uh, the topper where your curtain, if you've got the sliding doors, you've got a solid top, put a broom across with that jug of water on and you can get a shower. It might be cold, but it works. Yeah. Little ingenious things you can you can come up with, and doing these things and thinking about these things also keeps you moving and keeps you going. Yeah. Well, at least at least if nothing else, your water is pretty much at room temperature. Yeah. Still cold. So it's not like it. Yes, it's cold, but not ice cold. Yes, thank goodness. <laughs> yeah, I know. I had a big pan, and I used to I used to do you know. Um, just just a little clean up, you know. Take my shirt off and and a uh, a hand towel and soap and clean up under my armpits and stuff like that. You know, we try and keep it a little clean. Um, I never tried the shower thing, but that might work. Mhm. Okay. Anyway, we're getting closer to time. Um, Brian, you got anything to add now? Uh, yeah, I was sitting here thinking, you know, about the uh, the whole water thing, you know, collecting the uh, the water in the jugs. But since there's all this flooding out here, how about we bring about, I don't know, 20, 30,000 tanker trucks, go by the river, collect the water, and just send it to California? They'd love it. <laughs> yeah, I, I said that uh, earlier today. I said something about it's too bad that uh, this isn't happening out out in the San Joaquin Valley of California. They could certainly use that water. Yeah, but then again, look at what happened when uh, when it rained over there uh, by I-10. The one bridge got knocked out because of the flooding. 
Yeah. Um, really, you know, the heavy rain doesn't do any good because it just uh, it just runs off. What you need is a slow, steady rain for weeks on end that soaks mm-hmm. into the ground. That's for sure. Okay. Yeah, just get um, about 20,000, 20, 30,000 tankers to collect the water out of here. Yeah. Yep. Well, you know, I suggested a long time ago um, going up the Columbia River between Oregon and Washington, going up around the Dalles and creating a pipeline from the Dalles down to the coast and along the West Coast down to California and then on into the Central Valley. And and pipe pipe the Columbia River water down into the Central Valley. I don't know how much that would help. I don't know if you could make a pipeline big enough to get enough water down there to help. Probably not. Yeah. Okay. Either of you got anything else to add before we get ready to close out? Be careful. Watch where you're going. Slow down. Take your time and get there in one piece. Yep, Brian. Got anything else? Um, not really. Don't drive like my father. He's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Oh wait, I'm not supposed to say that. Yeah, and I'll tell you what, folks. Don't drive like my son. <laughs> Especially if you're sitting fifteen, twenty miles away from one of the biggest flood events in the country right now. <laughs> Thank you. How uh there's how there's, there's only about, you know, a foot foot uh there's a couple of spots here but no there, there's a little ditch but right about right behind me and I mean there's only like a foot of water in it. Uh huh. Well how uh how full is how full is the truck stop getting? <laughs> From where I'm sitting I see about four or five open spots. Okay. What about the traffic on the interstate? Can you tell? Uh, not really. Um, actually, I can see a little opening. Traffic is normal, both directions. Okay. It's not heavy, but it's yeah. not light. Okay. Yeah, and you're you're not far enough down that you can see I ninety five. Of course, I think I ninety five is pretty well closed up now. Oh yeah, I ninety five is still still uh, east of here by a little ways. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's about 10 miles over to the junction. Yeah, from what I heard, though, 95 is shut down on both directions. Yeah, okay. All right. Well, anyway, um, like I said, we will have more about the Oregon shooter next week, folks. Um, If we have anything, uh, anything special come up during the week, I can always schedule a special show during the week. Uh, but other than that, let's go ahead and close out. Um, thanks, Brian, for uh, for all of the information. You know, you're a man on the scene right now. Um, mm-hmm. If nothing else, if you can get pictures, too, that would be cool. Uh, but anyway, you know, check it out and see what you're going to do tomorrow. Let me know. Uh, Lou, I did, thanks uh, for I, I, real quick, I did um, go on my dash cam, and I got two pictures of the uh, Saluda River that I can send you. Oh, okay, good, good, good deal. Okay, all right, well, thanks, Brian, and uh, Lou, thanks for uh, 
for all of the input and everything else and uh, a good restful weekend that I got uh, down here. Uh, that was always well appreciated. I like that. And uh, maybe we didn't get much done, but, uh, you know, I still got a couple of days of off time, so that's cool. Anyway, folks, um, we will see you here next Sunday at 6 Eastern for the Interactive Internet with myself and Lou and Brian and whoever else may call in. Um, Thanks, Lou, again. Thanks, Brian, again. And, folks, we will see you here next Sunday uh, on Blog Talk Radio. So I appreciate it. Be safe, be careful, and have a good week. We will see you here next Sunday. Thanks, and bye-bye. Again, don't know where, don't know when, but I know we'll meet again some sunny day. Keep smiling through, just like you always do. Far away So will you please say hello To the folks that I know Tell them I won't be long They'll be happy to know That as you saw me go I was singing this song Don't know where, don't know where.